Let's say hello to and welcome on Austin American Statesman sports columnist Cedric Golden is joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. And, and before we dive into it with Cedric, just a moment here, guys, to uh, join us and remind you that we are giving away free Heartland College Sports koozies. Yes, you can get a free Heartland College Sports koozie, and all you have to do is leave us a rating, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get the koozie in the mail for you guys. So I appreciate that. We appreciate you, and uh, enjoy the show. Cedric, it is great to have you on. Before we get to actually some minutia of sports and, and what's happening there with the Longhorns, big picture, I mean, COVID is obviously the impact on the sports world is enormous. We don't know what it's going to look like here come college football season, but for people not in the Austin area, what are things like down there, and what are you hearing about uh, what the stadium might look like there in Austin this fall? Uh, what I'm hearing is, uh, first of all, they're, they're, they're just trying to make sure the players are safe, and and um, you know, and it's it's really weird, Pete, that uh, you look around the country and they haven't even started practicing yet, and all of these big schools are reporting these cases: LSU and Clemson and Texas. And places like that. So the safety of the players is probably is hopefully the preeminent uh, priority. But uh, when you look at it uh, coming up, I don't see a stadium that's going to be filled up. I mean, DKR holds about 100,000. I could see them going half capacity uh, if we make it to football season. There's a real concern uh, here in Austin and in other parts of the state and the country that. Uh, fo- football might be on the table, but football is not a virtual certainty because uh, they still have to corral this thing. And amid all the um, protests and all the stuff making national news, the, the part that uh, people are starting to realize is that uh, all of this time there were people out in the streets, elbow to elbow, face to face, no masks, and this virus was playing the background at the time. But it turns out the virus never went away. You can't you can't just assume that it's going to go away. And uh, it was it was hard for some people to stay home. And and now we're seeing the uh, price that the country's paying. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Well, Cedric, as as we look at this team, uh, let's start off with just uh, some news here this week that uh, we learned about here on Tuesday. Anthony Cook entering the transfer portal, the defensive back, former four star guy. Had some big-time offers coming out of high school in that class of 2018 that was loaded in the secondary uh, for Tom Herman and the Longhorns. How surprised are you by this, uh, by Cooks entering the transfer portal, and what does it mean for that secondary? Well, it's never good when you lose a key component of the secondary. They've been bringing a lot of guys back. Caden uh, Stearns is one of them. Josh Thompson is back. Anthony Cook was, was, was one of those guys who, um, who was a playmaker, but he, he wasn't always a starter. So uh, he was going to definitely have a chance to come in and, and, and compete for a starting job. Uh, to hear that he entered the portal is not shocking to me uh, because he had made a couple of comments on social media, uh, you know, about, you know, his unhappiness. But to me, I, I think um, – the one, the one thing that I can that I can pretty much point to and, and be sure about is a lot of these kids that enter the transfer portal 
uh, don't always end up transferring. They had a, a defensive tackle by the name of Jawan Mitchell, who entered the portal more than once, and he's still on the team. So uh, in June of 2020, it's not September yet. If a guy enters the portal in August or September, then you know. But in June, I'm sure that there's still there's still some conversations going on with Anthony. I'm not privy to those conversations, and I don't know the the uh, details of why he would enter the portal. But uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some conversations going on, and and uh, it's not a certainty that he's going to leave. Cedric Golden, Austin American statesman, is joining us here on the show, talking about the Texas Longhorns. Uh, Cedric. Two new coordinators, obviously, uh, there in Texas. Mike Yurcich on offense, and then Chris Ash on defense. Who should Longhorns fans be more confident in with the new guy having no spring practice, likely limited summer camp? So who should we be more confident in right now going into this job? I, th- I think Mike Yurcich is probably the one that I would be more confident in. Uh, Chris Ash had a rough run at Rutgers, and we don't know if that that Rutgers, those remnants of Rutgers, are going to rub off on Austin. He was always a good defensive coordinator, but as a head coach, he wasn't that great. So I think that uh, Yersich, uh is is going to be the guy because they plainly have a lot more weapons coming back on offense. You got Sam Ellinger. Uh, who's been really, really good at quarterback, uh, led him to a 10-4 and four season, got banged up last year, I thought, and uh, had a little uh, bit of a drop-off. But uh, I think Yersich, um, was the uh, he's the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Ohio State University last season, and we know how great they were. Uh, and he had previous stops at Oklahoma State, where Mason Rudolph really blossomed under his watch. So I, I'm more confident in the offensive coordinator than I am in the defensive coordinator. I think Ash has, has a lot more work to do. You've got guys moving positions. Joseph O'Sai's going from a running, uh, from a linebacker to a defensive end, basically. And uh, you, you have some uh, line, linebacker depth is always a problem. So if you're asking me who's going to be better, it's going to be the offense because the defense – uh, had its ups and downs last year, and uh, a lot more downs than ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the former defensive coordinator is job, Todd Orlando. Now, that Todd Orlando move, I, I'm still scratching my head over it, Cedric, because of the injuries last year, because of the success in years one and two for that side of the ball uh, for Orlando. Was that a move that, in hindsight, Herman kind of had to make to to be like, I'm hitting the reset button here, or was that actually Todd Orlando no longer being a fit? I thought it was the former, Pete. I thought that someone had to pay the price for them not being good on defense. And uh, Orlando, even though they go way back, I have a good relationship. Uh, Tom Herman doesn't get that job without Todd Orlando, and he understood that. But someone had to pay the price. And to get rid- to get rid of seven coaches, man, that's a lot. And so... Uh, that means that uh, Chris Del Conte, the AD, was like, okay, I'm going to allow you to hit the reset button and, and retool this coaching staff. Todd Orlando excuse me, did not go, go to being a really bad coach overnight. Certain things just didn't work out. Yeah, he was, they were really banged up in the secondary. 
and uh, injuries did take precedent, and they weren't very great before the injuries. Yeah. So I think I think that um, he ha- he had to be that sacrificial lamb, and I can guarantee you there won't be another seven coach reset. Uh, this is it for Tom. He's got to get it done, or, or they're going to they're going to look to make another move, and and it, it'll be on him and not the assistant. Cedric Gold, an Austin American statesman, is joining us. Now, what you said there, and that's where I was going to go next, Cedric, this is on him. Um, I mean, is, is this, you know, with Sam Ellinger at quarterback and all the coaching turnover, is this a year where Tom Herman has to at least get to a Big 12 championship game or else? Or is it just, I mean, what are the implications on this season? Is he on a hot seat? If so, how hot is it? Uh, how do we put that all together and wrap it up? That's a good question. I don't really think he's on the hot seat. I think, I think as you know, they didn't make it to a Big Twelve title game uh, last season, you know, and Kyler Murray was waiting for him, and he took he took him out. But I, I think I think he's got to be better. You don't go from ten and four to seven and six. That's that's an obvious drop off, my friend. And so with Tom uh, having made these changes. You're bringing back a really good quarterback, and I don't know that Sam Ellinger is a coaching candidate, but he's one of those guys that's going to put up a lot of numbers, and he's the unquestioned leader of that football team. That's the most important position in sports, and Sam Ellinger's really good at his job. He's got he's got talent coming back on offense. The Big Twelve is still an offensive conference, Pete, and so uh, if, if you got if you got a team that can average twenty eight to thirty five points a game. Uh, that's pretty good. It's not great uh, overall, but, but that's not too much to ask given the weapons that they have coming back. The question is, are you going to be able to get enough stops? So I don't know that Tom's seat is hot because you look at it as you're 3-0 in bowl games, and uh, you're judged on that. And one of those bowl games was a, was a sugar bowl. So I think, I think that he's safe, but, he, but they want to see him take that next step. They want to see them in the top ten. Uh, in the, you know, competing for a uh, CFP spot, not not just being the second fiddle to the Oklahoma Sooners every year. Mm-hmm. Now, on that note, Cedric, where is the biggest weakness on this team as we start talking about 2020, uh, what's to come? Where's the biggest weakness for the Longhorns? I think it's a pass rush. They just don't get enough sacks. They have to blitz more. They have to blitz more than they more often than than they needed to. Uh, if you if you watch the, the championship game, Clemson doesn't have to blitz. Clemson had those great defensive ends, uh, that those great guys on the interior that could disrupt up front. And if you've got defensive ends that can get to the quarterback, look at Ohio State with Bosa and uh, what was the other kid's name? Was it, and he's uh, the the one that went in the top number two overall. His name is Oh Chase but Young. Chase they Young. Had those, Chase Young, exactly. So those guys were able to disrupt without blitzing. And if you don't have to blitz, Pete, you know how much pressure that takes off your cornerbacks? Your safeties are actually able to stay back in coverage and uh, don't have to play run support. So when, when you have defensive ends that can disrupt the quarterback, that makes things so much easier on the linebackers, on the corners, on the safeties. Texas's safeties and corners spent a lot of time blitzing. And that kind of opened their uh, other teammates up in the secondary to having to play on an island. 
and and their guys just weren't good enough to cover them in Iowa last season. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cedric, the Big Twelve in general, led by Texas and OU, uh, has done a better job recruiting um, some of those those four and five star guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball? Because they, it seems like since realignment, uh, the Big Twelve has fallen back on recruiting, especially along the defensive line. Do you see that that trend is getting better or not so much? I don't see it getting better because I don't. I can't even come up with a couple of guys that that I know are going to be uh, maybe first-round picks uh, moving forward. It's largely an offensive conference, and uh, you have to credit OU with having all those those quarterbacks coming in, even though they transferred the Baker Mayfields, the Jalen Hurts, you know, the Kyler Murrays, those guys, and uh, OU with the great receivers, C.D. Lamb and Hollywood Brown. So it's an offensive conference. Uh, Texas had a guy with 100 catches last year, Devin Duvernay, and – it, it hasn't been defensive-based in a long time. And and um, the, the, the big uh, story about the Big 12 is basically the defensive coordinators have, have abandoned any hopes of getting to the quarterback, and they're just rushing three and dropping eight. And what that does is that's, gonna, that's just going to make for some really high-scoring games because three guys rushing against five blockers and if you keep a running back in, that's six blockers. That means that's two blockers. Uh, occupy occupying each rusher, so uh, I just I just think until someone comes up with some unique way of getting stops, and uh, we'll see what Chris Ash brings to the table for Texas. Um, it's just going to be a circus of a of a conference, a bunch of 45, 42 games. So when you see those kind of scores going going up like that, and then you you switch over to CBS and you're watching an SEC game, and it's twenty one seventeen. It's no matter that you're seeing all these SEC defensive players getting drafted. It's a different type of football. Look in the NFL and you see a proliferation of Big 12 quarterbacks, uh, but you see a lot of SEC defensive tackles and a lot of SEC cornerbacks and safeties. The SEC is more of a defensive conference. It's more of a smash-mouth conference. Not to say either is right or wrong. The case in point, the Sugar Bowl, Texas over Georgia. So it happens. So, uh even when OU uh, lost to, uh, I think it was Georgia. Remember, OU was up 30, 30 to nothing or 30 to 7 and ended up losing. The fact that OU was up 30 points makes you know how strong the Big 12 is offensively. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. He's Cedric Goldman. Does great work for the Austin American Statesman. Enjoy having him on the show. Cedric, thanks so much for the perspective on what's happening now with the Longhorns. We appreciate it, and we hope that we are kicking off the season here come September 5th. Thanks so much, my friend. All right, take care, brother. Cedric Golden on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Great to have him on the program. Appreciate his time. And uh, once again, guys, please take a moment out, leave that rating, review, subscribe, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you do that. Uh, Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, and we will get you that koozie in the next couple of weeks. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.